Our gospel reading this morning is from Matthew. I'll be reading chapter 9, verses 35 through 35, and then chapter 10 through verse 8. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Then Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits, cast them out, and to cure every disease and every sickness. These are the names of the 12 apostles. First, Simon, also known as Peter, and his brother Andrew. James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon, the Canaanian, and Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. These 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans, but rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leopards, cast out demons. You received without payment, give without payment. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is uh, another uh, text. Last week we talked about... Um, we were in the book of Genesis and we were talking about Abraham and Sarah and this call that that God would place upon them, a call to uh, be a father and a mother to as many as there are stars in the sky. And we learn about Sarah conceiving a child uh, in her almost 89 is what this best guess, somewhere you know around 90 years old and she has a child. Of course, we learned last week about how Sarah laughed and proclaimed and was challenged. Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? The gospel text is another one of these calling stories all throughout the Hebrew scripture and all throughout the Christian scriptures. We have stories of God calling to people, speaking to people, sometimes in audible voices, sometimes in, a, in an inner sense of of stillness, but always a God that, that calls forth people's gifts, that, that invites them to be in partnership and ministry. Uh, and we have another one of those passages today. We have this one. We're moving into the Gospel of Matthew. And in, in the passage that uh, Andrea read for you, just before it, we've had uh, the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, so Jesus is sort of... Um, bringing forth the ethical and practical teachings of what it means to be a disciple of Christ. And then he begins going out into the countryside and visiting into various synagogues and villages. And the scriptures tell us that everywhere he goes, he is called upon to heal people. And if you read through chapter eight of Matthew, you just see it's like one healing after another healing after another healing. Jesus is working his way through the villages, bringing healing and bringing hope. And then we get in today's passage where you almost get a sense 
that that Jesus is looking out at the overwhelming needs and he he says uh, he, he says okay then Jesus went out among the cities and village teaching in the synagogue and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God curing every disease and illness and when he saw the crowds he had compassion for them for they were harassed and helpless it's a very strong word the sense of being called uh, for compassion, and in, in the, the Greek, this word is like a—it's like an inner movement. It's a—it it happens inside the body. It is a eliciting of action, and so Jesus sees the crowds, and he responds. Uh, I, I was listening to a podcast a couple of years ago, and the woman said. Just matter-of-factly, love looks around. And I think about that all the time in terms of Jesus' ministry, that he noticed. He went everywhere he went. He noticed the pain. He noticed the need. He noticed where people were hurting. Where, where is there a need for healing? I wonder if we follow Jesus around Redondo Beach or Los Angeles what that love would look around and see. He would certainly see our, our economic disparities. He would see that we have people that live under bridges or along the sides of buildings or freeway overpasses. And he, he would see the racial disparities that so, so evenly, um, not evenly, disproportionately uh, lift up those of, of a lighter skin complexion and, and those that are African-American and Hispanic in our community struggle. He would notice the ways that we respond to people. And I think that, that we couldn't keep up with Jesus trying to run around and heal people because love looks around, love notices, love notices where there is pain, where there is sorrow. I think sometimes in our world we're so, um, we're so distracted, we're so busy, there's so much going on. We've got our we got our earpods in. We're looking at our phone. We're we're tracking fifteen things at the same time, but we don't notice what is the pain, what is the story, what is the need, what is the hope. But Jesus notices. He says they are like a sheep without a shepherd. They are harassed, and they are helpless. And then he turns to his own disciples, and the disciples are named, and he says to them. He summons the twelve and he gave them authority. And he says, the kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. He gives them authority. He says, I I have had this authority and now I'm giving it to you. Because I can't do all this. I won't always be with you. But it's now your job to look around. It is your job to see. It is your job to notice. It is your job to bring healing. This four-part commissioning, I would call it a commissioning. He, He tells them, you are to go out. You are to cure the sick. I think that all of this is both literal and figurative figurative where do we need to cure the sick obviously we have 
uh, a public health crisis going on right now. And, and there are people that are sick with COVID-19 and there are people that are sick with cancer and there are people that are sick with all kinds of illnesses, mental and physical. How might we be a part of curing the sick? And then he says, cast out demons. Now, in an ancient understanding, demons were, were things that couldn't be explained. Anything that, that didn't fall into the, the natural order, things like mental illness, things that seem just above and beyond the, the normal realm of understanding. We were called to cast out demons. I wonder in our world where we would say are the demons in our society? Where are the things that we as Christians are called to as we say in our baptismal vows, resist evil oppression um, and injustice wherever they present themselves. I think those might be the demons that we are called to cast out and cleanse the lepers. That is a, an act of, of solidarity with those who have been marginalized, with those who have been left out of the society. Jesus says, reach out, compassion. Oh, and then while you're at it, raise the dead. <laughs> raise the dead. Now, these are no small commissioning feats. This is a, a call. I think, uh, you know, we know that in Jesus' own ministry, the gospel tells us that he did physically raise people from the dead, Lazarus and the centurion's daughter. But also, you know, what is it in our world? Where are those pockets of deadness? Where are those places in our own lives where, where we have grown dead, numb? that Jesus needs to raise us? Where are those pockets in our society where folks have just been left to die? Where do we need to go and bring healing and hope? These words in the gospel today, they are challenging. They are, they are words of commissioning. Uh, this is kind of a little commissioning in Matthew's gospel. Later toward the end of the gospel, Jesus will, will, will formally commission the disciples after his death. But this is a, a beginning to say, I'm going to need you to partner with me in ministry. I shared yesterday we um, in our annual conference, we, of course, every year in our United Methodist Church, we, we meet and we have an annual conference meeting. And so we set the budgets and we do all kinds of administrative work, but we also Kind of look at the mission and ministry of the church and where are we at our clergy that are retiring are, are celebrated those who have passed on and then those who are ordained i have not in this time of, of covid when i'm worshiping in the sanctuary by myself <laughs> except for with mark and our dog i, I don't put on robes very much because it just seems silly because it's just me here but i i brought in this it's a stole obviously this was the stole that was placed on me when i was ordained when clergy put on stoles we always say a blessing over the stole because the stole is a symbol it's a mantle it is literally being yoked like an animal <laughs> it is it is a sense of that we are serving christ and the church for clergy we wear the stole as a symbol of 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 service when we are ordained the, the bishop places hands on our head and says take thou the authority to preach the gospel administer the sacraments order christ's holy church and serve christ's church in the world it's a it, those are words that still sit with every person that has been ordained and we say that prayer as we 
put on the stole and we remind ourselves of that calling. But today I, I, I wear this stole and I, I share it with you because this is the call, according to Jesus, that we all share. We are all called into ministry. If we were all to every day put on our, our sort of virtual stole to remind ourselves that we are called into this same ministry with Christ. As he looked around and he saw the tremendous need, it was clear that he couldn't do this on his own, that he was going to need each and every one of us, each and every one of us to respond in turn, to notice, to see those areas where, where Christ's kingdom is not yet made known. In this passage twice, the call is to the kingdom of God, to proclaim the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, we discussed this in my Bible study last week, uh, the kingdom of God is, is an image for proclaiming the world as it is, when it is as God desires it to be, the kingdom of God. We pray this when we pray the Lord's Prayer, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are called to usher in heaven here on earth. The kingdom of God is not some place that is in the great by and by, and then and God will straighten things out, but rather that God sent us, as God has called disciples in every age, God calls us to be a part of the healing work in our world, to be a part of casting out demons, to be a part of cleansing the lepers among us. And again, these aren't, this is a, a figurative thing. We don't have too many lepers around, but it is this sense of caring for those who are left on the margins, for those who are left out, for those who are not yet um, experiencing the love and grace and peace and mercy and justice of God. We've got a lot, a lot of work to do, my friends. This is no small calling. When, when Jesus called the disciples and gave them this commission, you know, I read this passage this week and I sort of gulped, like there it is again, there it is again, this constant call, this constant call to go into the world, to be bearers of God's light and God's peace and God's hope and healing, to raise the dead. Some of us, sort of write ourselves out of that. Well, that's nice, but that's for other people. That's for the people who are ordained. That's for the people that are whatever. Jesus didn't say anything about the people who are ordained, but rather Jesus calls each and every one of us into this ministry, into a ministry of compassion, into a ministry that, that not just looks around, but that responds with that compassion that comes from within, that is compelled to respond with love and grace. Last night, we, uh, Mark and I watched the Just Mercy movie. I hadn't seen it yet, but I knew we were watching it for my film study this week. And in this movie, this lawyer, he's a Harvard-educated lawyer, graduates from law school, could have taken a job making buco bucks, uh, but instead he um, goes back to Alabama where he interned and worked with um, people who had been convicted of crimes but didn't have adequate legal representation. And so he works for free to try to try to look at cases and see if there are uh, discrepancies or places where a lack of legal representation has resulted in a false um, guilty verdict. Um, this is somebody who used his gifts to help all of us cast out demons, to help all of us to see uh, where where there are injustices in our world, and he responded. 
we don't have to look far. We don't have to look far here in our church community or in our broader community, Father Royal or any, any uh, there's so many saints among us that are doing this work. I want to challenge you this week to put on the mantle, to look around, to look, to notice, to see where there are needs and where do the needs of the world match with the gifts that you have to offer. Perhaps it's a gift of healing. Perhaps it's a gift of hope. Perhaps it's a phone call, an email, a donation to an organization that's doing important work for justice and compassion in our world. I don't, I don't know where, you're, where God will call you this week, but I want to invite and encourage you to listen, to look, to pay attention, and to notice where God will use your gifts to meet the overwhelming needs in our world. Let us pray. Gracious God, your gospel calls each and every one of us into ministry. We confess that sometimes we are exhausted by that possibility. We hope somebody else will, will take care of the situation. We hope somebody else will respond. We don't know what to do. The problems seem overwhelming. We hear Jesus's call and, well, we're tired. God, forgive us when we have turned a blind eye. Forgive us when we have failed to respond to those around us in need. Give us courage, God, and give us compassion to do impossible things, to do the things that, that we would rather not do. Give us the courage, God, to see where there are communities and people that we have left for dead and let us be about the work of raising the dead. Give us the courage and compassion to see those who are hurting in body, mind, and spirit, and give us the grace to bring healing. Give us the courage to see those who have been cast out as, as leopards on the margins of our society and give us the courage to meet them where they are and to embrace them with your love. God, use us for your work of healing. Use us for your work of compassion. Use us for the work of bringing justice and grace indeed your kingdom of god here on earth guide us we pray in the name of christ amen <laughs>